Let's talk about pricing and your pricing strategy. I'm going to go over charm pricing and vanity pricing and how you can use these powerful strategies in your own pricing. If I give you an item that is priced at $20 and then I tell you actually it's $25, those probably don't seem very far apart. They're pretty similar prices. But if I then told you actually it's only $19.99, there is a greater delta between $19.99 and only a penny more at $20 than there is between $20 and $25, which are $5 apart. The power of the number nine isn't confined only to the cents column either. For example, one American clothing retailer experimented by changing the price of a dress from $34 to $39. This increased sales by over 30%. So what it means, higher prices that end in a nine will actually typically outperform lower prices on the very same product. This is charm pricing. It has to do with the anchoring effect of the number nine. And the alluring thing about 99 cent pricing is that it feels like a sale price, even if it's a higher actual amount, like the $39 is higher than $34. But cognitively, somebody is imagining, well, it must have been 40 plus and now it's on sale for 39. When it's 34, there's something about that four where it feels close to a five and fives are not good. I can tell you from personal experience, I've done a lot of A-B testing with the pricing model for Wealth Voice where we've changed it a dollar in one direction or the other. We've tried, how does this number feel to somebody? The round number of $5,000 is a scary bad number. Don't use it. Don't sell anything for $5,000. And this is just my opinion, but it is based on experience. People are more likely to feel good about paying $6,000 or of course less at 4000 or 4900 than 5000 even if it's $4999 it feels like a lot cheaper than 5000 just because of the anchoring effect so this is charm pricing think about it does it make sense for your business if you're selling a considered purchase or a premium luxury prestigious brand perception for your product It probably doesn't. Think about Tiffany or Apple or brands that want to pull that prestige trigger. You're never going to see charm pricing from one of those brands. You might see a number that ends in a nine, but it's not going to be with 99 cents on the end. It could be like $49.49.00. Stores have played this game with us for decades. Charm pricing. And it actually started back in 1875 There was a newspaper called the Chicago Daily News, and they founded it. It was sold for one cent. The problem was there weren't enough pennies in circulation. So the owner of the newspaper went to retail stores who advertised his paper, and he asked them to lower the prices on their goods by one cent. The merchants agreed to help the paper out. So then the newspaper owner had barrels of pennies shipped in from Philadelphia, the mint, to provide the circulation of change. And at the same time, distant merchants began shipping their products to the Windy City via the new railroads, giving the local stores competition. But those Chicago store owners noticed that the odd pricing helped them undercut the new competitors. The odd pricing actually increased sales. Like I said, over 60% of all prices in all stores end in the number nine. You'll see this today, tomorrow, and the next day, wherever you go. Or if you're shopping online, same thing. We're conditioned to think 99 cents is a bargain, no matter how small the saving is. So perception is reality. Think about this for your own pricing structure and strategy and what you present. But if you are a prestigious or premium luxury 
expensive service or product, which I think a lot of you listening to this show are selling something that's more of a considered purchase, don't try charm pricing because it will actually make things feel cheap. People want to pay more because it's something important. I'm talking about financial advice in particular, but I know some of you are not in that area at all. And charm pricing might be just the ticket for you. It has to match with your brand. The brand identity has to match the pricing, the logo, the sonic branding. All of it has to be consistent. If one of these pieces doesn't match, it's like one of these things is not like the other. I don't trust that brand. And trust is the number one most important thing when building brand affinity. Consistency builds trust. Inconsistency kills trust. If you're enjoying the show, make sure that you leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or on the Alexa Flash Briefing. All the links to rate, review, download, subscribe, listen, enable everywhere are at emilybitter.com slash podcast. Talk to you next time.